1: Talk shoot. recorded live.
0: Talk shoot.
2: recorded live. But oh wow Repent or perish. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, fat boy. mm <clears throat> mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears> Thank <throat> you.
0: Uh, hey,
3: this is Maddie.
0: Hey, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, awesome. Now, I just I need you to call that one because that's how I record your end of the call. And then I record mine on the home studio here. So. Oh, that's okay, man. No worries. Yeah, I noticed you're calling in from a six one four area code. You uh, lived in Ohio for a while.
3: Uh, I did, yeah, a long time ago, um, and not too long, really, maybe only like six months. Oh, right. I, I went oh, to okay. co- college there for one semester, and it happened to be the semester that I uh, that I got this cell phone number.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm from Columbia, yeah. so I noticed a six one four area code. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, what we'll do is um, <clears throat> we're actually going to be featuring this interview on a radio network called One Jam Nation Radio this Saturday, and we'll be okay. talking about the new book that comes out next month. Kind of get some hype going for that and awesome. um, you, obviously we'll talk about for today and the the farewell tour and stuff like that and I'm actually uh, you guys are going to be in Tampa October 1st but I was telling Lori that I can't make the October 1st show so I'm actually going to go catch you guys December 1st in Orlando.
3: Oh wow cool okay.
0: Yeah so looking forward to seeing you guys in concert yeah man that would be, be awesome alright so we'll go ahead and uh, get started and um, well, let's go from there Okay Let me get my recording started Alright, you ready? Yes, sir Joining me today on Kingdom Builder is the man behind the microphone for the Christian Metalcore Band for today And author of the new memoir, Lovely Things in Ugly Places Please welcome the Kingdom Builder, Maddie Montgomery Maddie, how are you doing today, bro? Hey,
3: I'm doing good, man, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, man. Good.
3: Well, you're... Glad group... to be
0: with you. Oh, yeah. We're glad to have you here, man. I'm excited. Right. Well, your group for today is on its farewell tour from now until December. And for those who might not be familiar with the band, you guys are a metalcore band from Sioux City, Iowa. And the first question is, after over a decade as a group, why hang it up now?
3: Um... You know, I guess this, the most simple answer is, because uh, God said, <laughs> um, you know, but it, uh, to, to sort of tell you the, the whole story, I, uh, just a few months ago, man, we, we were out on tour, and uh, it just felt different, you know, like we'd been, we'd sort of been there and done that so many times that I could do it on autopilot, but for some reason, uh, that one, it just, it felt different, not bad, just not the way that it usually did, so kind of just went back to the Place of prayer, and uh, uh, and as I as I prayed more about it, I talked a lot, sought counsel from people that I trust. Um, it, it sort of just became evident not that there was anything wrong, not that it was a bad thing, but but just that I felt that the sense that I had from God was just that it had been completed, uh, that that we'd sort of done what we were sent to do all those years ago, and
2: uh, uh,
3: and and so. You know, because of that, if, if it was like I sort of sat back and said, uh, "Well done, you guys did what I thing you to do," and and so now because of that, you know, I don't want to just keep doing it because it's what I'm familiar with and what I'm comfortable with, or keep doing it because that's what is expected of me. You know, I want to go to the to to the places that God has called me to do, and I want to or I want to go to the places God has called me to go and do the things God has called me to do. You know, on on assignment, not just not just out of routine. Or, or whatever. So we're stepping away from this and, and I feel like uh, God has given me assignments in a couple other areas of life uh that I'm gonna be able to, to focus a lot more on that. And uh, so man, I'm you know, to be honest, I'm excited. Obviously it's bittersweet, you know gonna miss it. It's been a lot
0: of fun, but uh but I'm excited to move on and and see what's next in this adventure. Well, no, well, we're 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 definitely sad to see you go. And I remember a friend at church first telling me about you guys when your 2009 record Portraits came out. And the song that I loved on it was actually the first track, Emmanuel, the Challenger. And Maddie, I'm gonna do my best impression of the song, uh, yes, which please. starts out uh, saying, Repent or <laughs> <laughs>
3: That sounded good, man. I think you got a career. Yeah.
0: Well, tell me, yeah. someone, you know, I don't see how you don't lose your voice uh, doing that. You know, me, myself, if I tried singing like that for about a minute or so, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to talk. So how are you able to sing like that and still be able to talk after a show? Um, with the grace
3: of God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really understand the science behind it, to be honest. Uh, I've just been doing it for a long time, man. I used to lose my voice, you know, when I first started, when I was, 14 or 15, but, uh, now I'm pushing 30 and, uh, I've, I've sort of just, I guess I've just, uh, gotten, gotten stronger in that area. You know, uh, you get used to it over time.
0: Well, Matty, you're releasing a memoir that you wrote called Lovely Things and Ugly Places on October 10th. And why don't you take a moment and tell us about the book and what inspired you to write it?
3: Yeah, man. Well, the, as you said, the book is called Lovely Things and Ugly Places. And, uh, you know, for for really for a couple of years I've been kind of throwing around the idea of uh writing a uh, uh, a few books. Really I've got a couple of other ideas uh locked up in my heart right now. But uh when when I was praying about leaving the band and started to feel real peace about making that decision, um it uh that idea sort of separated itself from the group. I just wasn't sure which one I wanted to write first or what sort of context I could piece it in. And then I thought, you know, now that I'm thinking back, now that we can sort of see the finish line of the band, is I'm thinking back over the time that I've had with this band. You know, I, I've grown up a lot, and I've learned a lot about, about God and about ministry and, and about even people and, and myself. And, uh, you know, and, and now as, as that, time in the band is coming to a close. I, I figured that there would be no sort of better time to uh, to kind of put a, a ribbon on that whole section and, and really go through, if for no one else than for myself, to kind of go through and put down on paper the things that uh, that I saw of God's character, the things that I discovered about myself and my my place and God's land in God's plan. last ten years. So. Um, That's really what the the book is is about. It's a collection of the stories that kind of shaped
0: who I am
3: and and shaped what I do. You know, I I always imagined that maybe I'd write books about my beliefs or convictions or or the way that I, you know, have interpreted uh, scripture or, or, you know, whatever, uh, books sort of teaching people how to do ministry. And that is, this is pretty much the opposite of that. This is not a book about my beliefs and convictions. This is a book about the stories yeah. that, that helped shape my beliefs and convictions. So people can read these stories, and they can, you know, look through my eyes and, and see God the way that I've seen him these last 10 years and form their own opinions, form their own beliefs uh, based on this, if they want. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really what this book is, man. It's just uh, sort of some snapshots of the moments that really changed my life
0: the most uh, over the last 10 years I've had with this. Yeah. This well, you know, going back, I've actually noticed uh, in videos that you're very good at not only like keeping up with the fans, but also speaking with them and praying with them before and after shows. Um, has the response you've gotten from this influenced you more in speaking at events more?
3: Yeah, well, you know,
0: the I never
3: uh, intended to be uh, a preacher, I thought. To be honest, I never really intended to be a musician. I just thought I'd go on a couple tours with my friends and put out now and move on and do adult things. But um uh God sort of wraps me up in, in his in his plan and i couldn't be happier. But um but yeah, what so what happened at, at the beginning of my time with the band is I just started sharing the gospel from stage and then you know, off the stage people are getting saved and they're, they're they're giving their lives to Christ, people are making first-time decisions for Christ. They're rededicating their lives to Christ. They're being set free from suicide, addiction, and depression. And, uh, <clears throat> and so because of this, people start seeing what was happening. And then, I, you know, I start getting calls from people saying, hey, you know, the the, the the campus pastor at my my Christian college wants you to come and speak. Or, or hey, my, my pastor wants you to come and, and share uh, on Sunday about, you know, what you do and, and help sort of just release that in our church we want to see people in our church unashamed about the gospel so you know it really wasn't something that i kind of set out to do it, it invitations started coming and, and i just sort of started saying yes to them and now you know since then I, i've really been able to go all over the world and uh and help equip and provoke the church to be you know everything that jesus died to make her so um you know, that, that really has, has sort of exploded in my heart over these last years. I'm excited for all the opportunities I've gotten in the past and excited to see opportunities continue to come. But, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a, a big part of, of who I am. I, I think that um, so many people want to be conference speakers or worship leaders or pastors or authors for Jesus that that they forget to engage people one-on-one. They forget that the gospel is powerful, whether you preach it to, to one person or whether you preach it to a million people. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, uh, as a guy that, that really does get the opportunity to preach the gospel to large groups of people, um, you know, I, I still want to make sure to to engage, even if it's just one person in the alley behind behind the concert uh, or one person at the drive through of Starbucks, you know, whatever. I, I want to always remember uh, just how important this good
0: gospel really is. Well, you you minister to you know youth with your shows and speaking, but are there <coughs> artists or, or bands out there, or even speakers that have blessed you or inspired you in your own walk with Christ?
3: Oh uh, yeah, tons of them, man. You know I uh, uh, you know it's it's funny. I think there are a lot of people that have like you know musicians that they look up to. You know, a lot of people in the music industry. And to be honest, most of the people that I look up to are like from a whole different world. You know, guys like uh like John Devere, um Brian Hart Bonke, um uh, even Billy Graham, uh, you know, these are these are the people that uh that early in my faith uh like blessed my life and, and touched and transformed and challenged me the most. Guys like even younger guys like Damon Thompson, Corey Russell, um, some of these guys really, you know, shaped who I am today, uh, and they're all preachers and, and pastors and authors. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I even in the context of this, like, weird subculture uh, we've been able to minister in for the last 10 years, the people that I've been looking up to are not, you know, band guys or rock stars. The people I've been looking up to are men of God who love their families
0: and proclaim the kingdom.
3: Uh,
0: Right. And, you know, I'm hoping that teens and young people that are listening in right now and, you know, some of them might be confused about life because of the chaos that often unfolds around us and our culture. What would you say to those kids listening in today? What would, what advice could you give them to inspire their own walks of Jesus? Yeah.
3: Well, you know, I, I think that everybody is looking for uh, an anchor in, in kind of the midst of what can seem like
0: a, a chaotic
3: world. Um, you know, when there's sort of when there's very intense, uh, you know, a, a really intense election going on and, you know, things in in terms of foreign relations seem like they're maybe more tense than they've ever been and, and there's this weird racial tension in our nation. Sort of all these things are happening. Simultaneously, I, I think that it really can be, be burdensome, but, but that is why I preach this gospel so passionately and vehemently because um, in the midst of all of this, Jesus is my, uh, is my always faithful point of reference. Jesus is my firm foundation. Uh, he's the anchor that can hold me still in the midst of the storm uh, and, and keep me grounded to what really matters and what really is eternal. Uh, you know, because all of those things, they demand our attention and, and they pull for our attention and, and our emotional investment. But, um, but will they matter in even 100 years? Uh, I don't know, you know, probably not. Will they matter in a thousand years? Uh, you know, and the real question is, will they matter in a hundred million years? Definitely not. We won't even remember any of this or care about any of this. And and so we, we have to have an eternal perspective and uh, and, and being, uh, building my life on who Christ is, on the, the solid rock of his identity and his sacrifice, and his lordship and his leadership. Um, you know that is the thing that is able to keep me secure and keep me steadfast, even in the midst of what is a chaotic world so for those people that are, are listening to this who uh, who maybe feel like you 're just getting sort of thrown around by life like you 're out of control um, and my my encouragement to you would be the same as my encouragement to to anybody else uh put your life fully into the hands of Christ because he is able to to keep you and to protect you and to guard you and he will fight for you uh if if you will will trust him enough to be still
0: amen Matty well you know that's very well said I couldn't have said it better myself and um you know like like you said there's just there's so much going on whether it's these elections coming up whether it's the you know racial divide that our country seems to be experiencing right now it really all points one thing that we need to do, and that's just put our eyes back on Christ. And I think our country has yeah. really, really lost that. Um, you know, I, I kind of wonder if, you know, looking back at the forefathers of this country and, you know, what they set out to do when they, you know, started the United States, what would they think of our culture now? What would they think of the state that things are in? But at the end of the day, it's, it's Christ that matters. And, right. you know, I appreciate you appreciate for today and, you know, the other bands out there that make it a priority to go up on stage each night and proclaim the gospel of Christ. Because even with Christian bands, I don't see that as often as I used to. And that's just, that's amazing.
3: Yeah, man. And I I just, I have to believe that God has a plan. I don't think that God is surprised by, you know, liberal politics. I don't think that God is surprised by, um, you know, any of the devil's schemes. I don't think that any of this has taken him off guard. I think God really is in control. And so um, I have to believe that God has a plan. And, and in, in fact, I'll take it a step further and say I know what God's plan is. God's plan is a glorious church. God's plan to reach the world and transform the world is a glorious church. And so um, when, you know, as I go to conferences uh, and, and, and I do things like write books or do interviews with Christian media outlets, you know my heart is to call the church to be who the church was intended to be, and that is the answer for for a dead and dying world for a culture of people that are are desperately searching for for real love they're desperately searching for something eternally significant, and we have it to offer them, and yet so often we don't and I think that there's there's maybe no greater tragedy in the whole world than uh, than the fact that the the tensions and the Uh, And and, and the the disorder in our world um, are a result of sin. And the only cure for sin is the precious blood of Jesus. And we know that and we have that as believers. And yet so often we keep it locked up in the four walls of our church. And I think that's a great tragedy. So I want to provoke people and equip people and inspire people however I can to take this good gospel that we have and to share it really freely with the world that, that really desperately needs it.
0: Amen, Maddie. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really appreciate you taking the time off of this farewell tour to, to talk with us. And uh, we're, we're excited about the book. I'm looking forward hey, to reading it you, myself.
3: Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited for it to come out, man. It's, it's my heart. So excited for people to get a hold of it.
0: Well, for more information on Maddie's new book, Lovely Things and Ugly Places, check out his website at www.mattymontgomery.com. And be sure to pick up your copy on October 10th. If you want to see 4today in concert, go check out their site at www.fortodayband.com and get tickets while they're still available. And be sure to follow Maddie and the band on social media as well. On behalf of Maddie Montgomery, I'm Jay Heilman, reminding you to put Christ first in your lives and everything else will fall into place. God bless you. And that's where we'll end our interview. And um, if you don't mind, um, what I'm going to do is I always ask uh, people I interview for radio liners. So if you don't mind me... Oh, yeah. Text, texting it to you, I can do that. Or if you prefer me to go through Lori, I can do that as well. So, um, but this will this will actually be How, on the air uh, this weekend.
3: So so what, a, a radio liner. That's just like a shout out, like hey,
0: that you're listening to. Yeah, basically, Whatever. and I I noticed that you have an iPhone, so I actually use the um, the voice memos app to do a lot of recording with on my phone. So, oh, cool. um, just over the next couple days, if I you know text it to you or send it to her. Um, if you have a yeah. couple minutes, there's just two that I would need. And um, the better the quality, the the better. So I always tell people, if you have an iPhone, that's probably the best way to record it.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, I, yeah I could definitely do that, man. You can just text okay. it to me. That will be fine. We'll keep it simple.
0: All right. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for the time. And uh, I'll text you our Twitter handle, too. Um, you've actually retweeted a couple of things. It's TCE for Jesus. So oh, uh, if you see that on there. About today, okay. that's um, that's us. So thank you so much, and uh, I'm looking, looking forward to reading the book and uh, coming out to check out the farewell tour in, in December in Orlando. So.
3: Oh, man, absolutely, buddy. Thank you so much. Make sure that you hit me up before you come. I'd love to, to get a chance to meet you in person.
0: Oh, definitely. Well, thanks so much, Matty. Take care, brother.
3: Hey, thank you, Jay. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.
2: <clears> Thank <throat> you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I made that recorded. Hello. Hello, hello. Hmm, no one there. I wonder if I should just stay on the line.
3: Sure, did he eat any of it? He ate some of it. Yeah, he, I mean it looks like he had half the yolk. There may be some we'll just it up. Of... Hi.
0: Hey, this is Jay from Kingdom Builder. How are you doing today?
3: Hey Jay, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Is this Jody?
3: This is Jody. Chris is with Milo, so he may pop in and out, but you're kind of just stuck with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I'm actually, I was trying to get a hold of Stacey because I have, and I've never had this issue, but the thing we use to record our calls is not wanting to work today. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, so I have no way to record your part of the audio, so what I was going to do is try to get a hold of her and see if I can... um, maybe reschedule for a different day this week or uh, possibly next week, if that's okay with you.
3: Yeah. Hey, no problem. I I definitely want you to be able to record it. So
0: no worries.
3: We can just wait on you for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as soon as um, I'll send her an email right now and just, um, just whatever we can reschedule. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about the new record. And I was like sitting here trying to mess up this and like, it's, it doesn't want to work today.
3: <laughs> Dude. Okay. Well, no worries. Um we'll we'll get it in, you know, we'll make it happen.
0: So it's okay. All right. It happens. All right, well sounds good. Well I'll email her and um we'll we'll get it rescheduled. Thank you so much.
3: No worries. Thanks, Jay. Have a good day.
0: All right, you too, Jody.
3: Okay,
2: bye. Bye bye.